Wait a minute. I don't. How come I don't hear myself? I don't. I don't hear myself. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That, there we go. There we go. Can you guys? You guys can probably. Good morning, all. Welcome to the show. My name's James True. You're watching the live stream, and it's good to have you. Hope you enjoyed the uh, little in a world where eighteen thousand seven hundred. And 11 days have passed and nothing's happened. Another day passes again. And, oh, wait. I think I was muted during that. No, yeah, you can still hear me. Still learn that. Anyway, imagine a world where your entire uh, tribal unit uh, is based around 18,720 days. And imagine how much uh, vitriol you might see if there was ever to be an argument about what day it was. Imagine you, in your zeal, you wake up one day and you just really want friends. And you're just like, you know, I just really want friends. And so you go out and you're just like, I'm an Aztec. I'm looking for friends. And, and someone comes up and says, hey... Hey, muchacho, would you like to volunteer for the new fire celebration? Turns out we had a cancellation in our last volunteer. Last volunteer canceled. It's a long story. We know you're new in town. We won't be wrapping you up in the uh, politics. But, you know, if you really want an opportunity to meet some new people, uh, now's the time to do it. And you can do that. And you and your zeal, like, I want new friends. I'm looking for friends in the world. I really want to feel saturated in this world. And so in order to do that, I need friends. And so you you might see this opportunity and say, well, sure. And then they're like, yeah, you know, there's just a little waiver. And you're like, oh, well, uh, a waiver? To volunteer, you want a waiver? Yeah, it's just a, just a little waiver. You know, the town is, has an insurance policy. You know how Aztec insurance companies are. Get a piece of the Spanish rock, right? Right. The uh, uh, Teotihuacan, the, or actually, should, uh, forgive me, the what will one day become Mexico City. You know, of course, we're building it on top of this lake. And it's really hard for us to get insurance. Boat insurance is very expensive. And for a town that basically needs boat insurance, we have to have some pretty strict policy, and so you being the new guy in town, if you want to volunteer for the new fire ceremony, great opportunity to make some friends, by the way, you're going to have to sign a waiver. That's all. It's just a waiver. Why are you getting all uptight about this new guy? Do you want to, do you want the impression, do you want to set the impression that you're the new guy that's like all uptight and stuff? And you're like, no, no, I, I'm a new Aztec. I'm just looking for some friends and... <clears throat> Good Lord, what happens to you? You know, we have new moon fires here. And no one dies. We've definitely had some people that have almost been injured. Uh, actually, some have been injured. Let me see, my aunt was injured. She's not the only one, though. There's definitely been some injuries. But no one who's attended our new fire ceremony has ever died. Speaking of new moon, this is a lovely picture from the... Jebapel Medmothe... Uh, I need to do a French with a Scottish accent. 
I'm going to have to work on that. But you can clearly see two giraffes in rapture here. This is from yesterday's new moon. I'd like to uh, celebrate everyone. Uh, happy new moon. Happy new moon. May all your all your your waxings come true, and may your wanings be seen as ability to uh, uh, act like a sponge. The waning is not like oh things are shit. The waning is a sponge pulling pulling stuff out that needs to come out. It's a very it's a very it's like the halls of mentaliptus. I know we've talked about this, but that's what the moon is doing. It's a vapor rub. And uh, the vapor, if it actually worked this way, because I don't actually think it works this way. I just think it's how the commercial works. But the, the vapor rub, uh, the crystalline mentholiptus, causes a gravitational magnetic pull where the sickness inside you says, I want to be outside with the mentholiptus. Help me find the mentholiptus, please. And so uh, you end up going out there and uh, and doing it that way. So, Yeah. Um, new moon fire, new moon fire ceremony. Our new moon fires that we have, we we call them new moon fires. So I'm going to probably accidentally say that, that we're talking about a new fire ceremony for the Aztecs today. Not to be confused with our new moon fires, which uh, to really confuse you, there's a picture from last night's new moon fire. But the Aztec new moon fire is a whole other story. Now, before we get there, um, first of all, I have no problem with anyone calling it the fifth sign. Because I've been calling it that too, and, and I, I am not here to even correct the record. I just want you to know that in order for my content to have some integrity, what I, what I said to you in the lapse episode was that the fifth sun closed, uh, was closed in uh, 2012, and the sixth sun is where we are now. This is the white sun. This is the white, white uh, Itzka. It's Katonatiwa. It's Katonatiwa. It's Katonatiwa. It's Katonatiwa. And It's Katonatiwa is actually the sixth sun that the Aztec calendar, keep in mind, that was in uh, 1507, somewhere in there. And uh, the now the Aztecs, first of all, they said that these uh, lifetimes were like 360 years. I think it's you're looking at a consciousness thing. The era, the age, the epoch. Now, Aztec interpreters say, no, the fourth sun was 6,600 years. But back then, the Aztecs would actually say, no, 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 the great cycle was, I'm sorry, I told you 300. The great cycle was 600 years. So the first world, second second sun, third sun, fourth sun, all those happened in a 600-year period each. So 6, 12, 24. So you're looking at 2,400 years. Meaning that if the next sun was only 600 years, that would put you to 1610 just doing the math roughly, and then six, 16, no, wait, 600 years, I'll do it, I'll, I'll figure it out, I'll figure it out, 600, that would be 21, yeah, oh, shit, yeah, 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 we're good, so the sixth thought is, is uh, what we, what we possibly, probably entered into, I think Donald Trump looking at the eclipse, I don't think that Donald Trump is like, I understand the Etheric implications of the magic eye invoked through the looking at the eclipse. But when he looked up at the eclipse, uh, that is part of a, <clears throat> like his PR people, I think, told him that. But subconsciously, the prawn economy was telling them, you, you, Amaruka, 
Amaruka, right? Am Amaruka, this place, requires an ideal, and that ideal is expressed through the Aztec way of life, which is why I've been so fascinated with researching this topic that I'm bringing to you right now on this. Because I think that you are looking at the physical soil, the living soil of Amuraka speaking, and it speaks in the tone of Aztec, and you were about to find out that the tone of Aztec is broadcast through a great mighty roar into the jaguar's mouth that is even now today American politics, and that Trump is uh, listening to the cogs in the wheel, the underlying cogs in the wheel. Telling him what to say. Look up, Donald. See the eclipse, Donald. See the eclipse. Invoke the sacred spirit of Amuraka on America right now. And that, that that's this happens all the time. And you know that because your neighbor, when they become evacuated, they're like, hey, let's start sticking our kids with metal and shit. Yeah, that shrapnel is good for you. You And you're like, why are all of them doing that? And it's... It's not that they're consciously following the uh, the Amuraka or whatever the voice is, but they're all listening to the same voice. And that same voice is the subterranean prana economy of the earth. That's right, of the actual earth. So to put us all in the same frame of mind here, if we can, the sixth sun is this climbing of the totem of consciousness. That the first sun, just to do a quick review, was about the jaguar state, the state of our survival. It was a half sun. It barely gave enough light. It only gave enough life to survive because that was all that was needed was survival. This was the time of the giants. And the second sun was the monkey, and it invoked the lessons of passion on man. And man stopped eating acorns and switched himself to pine seeds. These pine seeds had a different sort of information stored in them, which eventually led the monkey into the third sun, which is the land of Turkey, the development of the ego, where he actually developed the feathers of who he was. And these feathers have implications, and these implications result in a flood, the great flood that you all know in your story is the same flood in this fourth sun, the time of the fish, the time where the ego is invoked through reason. And an emotional buoyancy is established as you survive the flooding of information itself, the fourth sun. Every one of these suns has gotten brighter or more intense with more information, with more fidelity, with more vitality, with more electrolytes, right? Like the real definition of electrolytes, electric light, leading you into the fifth sun, this patriarchal son that we just had, and I mean patriarchal in the most grandest uh, uh, Priapus <laughs> standing on an altar with his dick nose high up in the air, that kind of regalness, a time of wealth, a time of, of brandishing the patriarchy, and at the same time cutting down the grove of Asherah, hiding the wife herself. Still an important lesson leading you to the pinnacle of this eagle. That's the fifth sun. And that fifth sun is gone. That fifth sun is gone. We are, we are watching the tailing traces of that invoked into this Quiquetzacuatl. 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 
Quiquetzalcoatl. You can say it. Quiquetzalcoatl. It's two. I know last week we're already like, Quetzi, stop starting your name with a Q. And what am I doing? I'm telling you a word that has two Qs in it. It starts with a Q. And then as soon as you get to the next continent, consonant, same as continent, it's another freaking Q. I know. But Quiquetzalcoatl, Quiquetzalcoatl, however you want to pronounce that, Quiquetzalcoatl. The sixth son literally means in whom the serpent rises. It's the Itztak Tonatiu, the white son. It's literally called that. I did not make up that name. Remember all the times people walking around going, hey, when I was a kid, I remember the sun was yellow and now it's white. And here, the freaking A, right here, plain as day, is this. You know, we're still taking volunteers. Why don't you just uh, climb up here on the seat here? It's a fun little chair. You'll enjoy yourself. We Quetzalcoatl. We'll bring some iced tea. And you can have a good time. This, uh, <clears throat> this is why you're watching the eugenics take place. Because you're in the sixth sun, baby. There's no room. You can't bring no jive turkey up in this sixth sun. You can't be walking in here like an eagle. No, no, no. You're a man. You're an Aquarian. You're a Quiquetzalcoatl. Yeah, don't make me say it twice. Quiquetzalcoatl, you know? And in the fifth son, guess what? We were transigating. That's a new word. We were uh, removing. We were euthanizing. In the fifth son, we were euthanizing the fish. And in the fourth son, we were euthanizing the turkey. And in the third son, we were euthanizing the monkey. In the second son, we were euthanizing the jaguar. And all of the symbology and the mythology of this is literally just showing you the presence of consciousness and that the reason why there was a calendar that only needed 18,720 days in it, the only reason why they had that was because that was your capacity, that was your resolution. Consciousness has a resolution. This is what's so freaking brilliant. I'm talking about a resolution like your monitor that you buy at a computer store, right? What 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 is a store, anyway? But, you know, what is the resolution on that monitor? It's 18,720 days. That's the resolution on our Aztec monitor. And you can, that's how far your mind, that's how far your fish ego mind, eagle mind, your f- third, fourth son mind, could think in the future it only needed a slate of 18,720 days not only that but the year itself the year itself has five crazy days that this calendar that I've been that I'm showing you here that that I animated for you here the solar wheel on the bottom has 360 not 365 spokes there were five days that were considered loco days. They were crazy days, man. They were crazy days where nothing mattered on today. Today was a day where you do nothing, you say nothing, you speak nothing, you simply exist in limbo. And all kinds of crazy shit was happening every year during this five-day period. Don't ask me if they were all in a row or not. I haven't been able to find that out yet. And you're going to find that the calendar was contextual from village to village to village. That what was established as, for example, 
this. Y'all turn off the sound in case it annoys you. This is Three Dog. Three Dog Night. Hey, this is Three Dog Night. And now it's Four Monkey. The Quad Monkeys. And the Monkeys, there are four people in the band. Holy shit, I just realized this. Five Grass. Uh, how many leaves does a marijuana plant have? Uh, holy shit. Okay, we'll keep going. Six Reed. Uh, Lou Reed was uh, sex six. He sang about a sex change. Okay. Uh, set, let's see if we can keep going. Seven Jaguar. Jaguar seven. Uh, so lucky. Tr- uh, that's not very good. I'm sorry. Okay. But this every day was given this astrological sign. It's nine vulture, right? And it's 10 movement. Boom. Today, 10 movement. Notice this movement symbol. We've talked about this before. That... Uh, it's your horoscope, but assigned on a daily basis. But those days themselves from village to village may not necessarily be the same. It could be uh, four monkey where you're at, but another village, they're, they're like, no, we're, we're at uh, two Flint. It's two Flint for us, right? It's two Flint in here for us. And so, uh, and that would cr- produce an opportunity for war. Them not like us, them think, one crocodile next next harvest. Huh. Oh, they're savages if they think it's one crocodile. Are you are you kidding? They really think it's one crocodile? Yet yeah, not only that, they're calling it an alligator. I shit you not. They're calling it one alligator over there. Those fucking fucks. We should totally go kill them. And shit like that happens, which is telling you that our language, our construct for language, the things that we use as a calendar system. Put us in sync. And that puts us in sync creates a kind of peace, a, a normalized peace, which means that if all of us will agree that it's, it's uh, one alligator, or if all of us agree that it's four monkey, I don't even care which one, guys. I just want us to agree that if all of us agree that it's four monkey, we all enter our crystal palaces, our mind palaces, the simulated palace that we make in our mind, which... The Aztec only had a slate, a resolution for 18,720 days. That if all of us had the same mind palace, we suddenly build something that you and I know now, but they didn't know then as the word civilization. Centralization. Conglomeration. All of these things were the turning of these spokes into harmony, to harmonize with each other. So by learning a language, by learning the fashion, right, by explaining that it's for monkey today, you are engaging yourself in the sync of that culture, which makes you more predictable. When you are more predictable, the reptile minds around you do not see you as a threat. And you walk in, hey, I'm an Aztec, I'm looking for new friends. And now you're wearing a badge, I volunteered. So you go in and, and, and the guy tells you about the waiver and you go to sign the waiver and you realize, well, I don't speak uh, Mexican. What? what is this? Claw, claw, berry path, skull, skull, rabbit, deer? What, is that? what does that mean? And the guy goes like, oh, it just, it means if something bad was to happen to you, it is, you could not sue the village, you know? It's just, it's, it's just, a, just a... It's just a, what is the word? We were so primitive here. It's just a, 
Hey, what is the word for this formali formality? Thank you. It is just a formality. It's all. You sign the waiver, and we give you this badge. This says, I volunteered. You walk around village, no one sees you as threat, because they're like, hey, this dude totally volunteered. Look at him volunteering for our, our new fire ceremony. What a great guy. And as you're walking around with your volunteer badge, right, it says, I voted, or I got vaccinated, same thing, right? You're walking around, it's like, yeah, I consent to the waiver. And now... Everyone who wants to uh, see that person for how they are gets to uh, interact with this glorious volunteer. First of all, they're volunteering. Great. That means uh, not going to be uh, looking for more volunteers. Works for me. Thank you for volunteering. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Would you like to come in and have some beans and rice? And the guy volunteers like, well, sure, that sounds great. Why are you being so nice to me? He's like, oh, just damn. Just feels good. When I was your age, I volunteered. I mean, I didn't actually volunteer, but I thought about volunteering. And so now I'm watching you volunteer, and I think it's great. Society hasn't changed much because I'm telling you, Ambaraka, the living soil underneath this land, this land, you know, purple mountains, you know, golden plains, all that stuff, the land itself talks, and the government has no choice but to listen. The Comanche is a is an ideal. The there's a giant swastika at four corners. Look into it. Actually, don't just wait till the next episode. We'll cover it. There's a giant swastika. Right at the center of the Hopi Nation, there's a giant swastika. And then when all the the colonists come in, they're like, yeah, we're gonna totally like rename this land so we can like own it. And they're like, you know, something deep in my soul wants me to put a swastika at the four corners, right at the Hopi land. Why do I want to do that? Because you're evacuated, Ted. It's because you're evacuated. Ah, oh, yeah, of course. And that, that stuff happens all the time, just like Trump looking into the eclipse. So, Qui, Quetzalcoatl, in whom the serpent rises. And who is that? Come on, that's your spine. That's your spine. Right there, there's your spine doing it. It's doing it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Holy cow, Zach, that is funny. Syphilization. That is so true. It's funny and true. So, so why 52? It's because of this Venus and this Sun conjunction. And when you look at the Aztec calendar, you're looking at a wheel of 13 against a wheel of 20. And those 13 and 20 yield you this giant uh, cycle of 260 days. That's the cycle of Venus, which we talked about last week. But when you combine the cycle of Venus with the cycle of the sun, it takes 52 years for that cycle to repeat, for it to come around again. And so Aztecs, as they were raising their consciousness, they were rising out of a uh, singular calendar of 18,720 days into a broader, longer or Spanish, you could say, kind of system, right? So this 260-day cycle <clears throat> puts these ceremonies, for a long time in American history, we've had these cycles. The first five were on one rabbit. Why? Because that's what they decided, that this was our day. 
The next four were on two read. They moved one rabbit to two read. You'll find out why in a second. But that's from 1090 to 1142. By the way, a huge eclipse in 1140-something happened in the Iroquois. We'll have to go into that later. But uh, uh, 1194, 1246, 1298, 1351, 1403, 1455. And the most famous new fire ceremony, 1507. Now, you have heard me tell you that on November 24th, 2026, that is the next one. And if you were to do the math, you would say, but James, if I did the math here and I added 52 to these years and I actually got 2027... And that's these are these crazy days, these local crazy days. Plus, there's a compensation for the uh, leap year, which is America. We have a crazy day. We have a crazy day. We call it leap year. And if you know someone that's born a leap year, I do. They're fucking insane. That's awesome. It's beautiful. But they're freaking nuts. They're nuts. Also, they're like 40, but they're like a uh, 10 year old. They've only had 10 birthdays. The rest of them were just pure shams. Complete fucking shams. Every one of them. None of them even counted. And they were all like, well, it's not really your birthday today. We're going to do it on the 1st of March. But everyone knows it's not your birthday. Everyone in the room knows. And you feel that. It goes into the vitriol of what makes you a human. These are crazy days. What we were told... What we were told is that the central Mexican people regard the transition from one 52-year period to the next as a time of great danger. It was feared that the sun might not rise again at the start of a new period and that the world would be destroyed in order to prevent this. To ensure that the sun would rise again at the start of a new 52-year cycle, central Mexicans performed a new five ceremony. So as you know, they're telling you how dangerous it is, how crucially dangerous it is, if we do not kill someone on this day, that the sun would be extinguished and the stars would be transformed into monsters. That's what we're told. That the history speaks to you and says, yeah, well, what happened is a bunch of people really thought that the cosmos was going to like swallow everyone up inside unless they killed someone. And you and I growing up in history going, wow, I didn't know that. It's like, yeah, regurgitate that, Bill. And you're like, it's because they believe that if they did not kill someone, the next day the entire world would. And it's like, that's not actually what really happened. There's a politic below this. There's a survival mechanism below this. And I am going to blow the lid off that with you right now today on episode 368. As I'm about to show you here, the fire god was not so picky about the schedule. In the year 1 Rabbit 1506, they were to bind the years according to their count, and because it was also a difficult year for them, Moctezuma changed it to two reeds. So he physically decided, Oh guys, such a rough day. Look, I know that if we don't kill someone by Wednesday, the entire cosmos is going to end, but shit, I've got... I've just got a full plate here. I've got, there's body parts everywhere. Everywhere. People are just going on and on about corn, corn, corn. It's like, I get it. We like corn. You don't have to fucking worship it every 10 minutes, man. Jeez, would you lay off? And that here's Montezuma actually moving the dates. Like, I can't, I look, Cosmos, I can't make it. Okay? But next Tuesday, 
We're going to fucking sacrifice someone to save the world. We're going to sacrifice them to save the universe. Just you wait. And you being the volunteer, maybe who actually knew you were going to die, were like, wait a minute. If you don't have to kill me today, why do you have to kill me three days from now? Can't, what, but the world is st- if the world is still here tomorrow, then why do you get to kill me on Tuesday? Because if I'm still here tomorrow... And and the the jailer's like, look, man, it's complicated. There's a bureaucracy that deals with Tomatiwa. Tomatiwa has a committee that he approves certain dates, and those dates are based on ADA compliance. You know that you have to have a, a ADA compliant God sacrifice day, and that that actually for public safety actually comes in front of saving the universe. So it's probably a public safety issue. What am I? I'm just a jailer. How do I know? You know, plus you're a volunteer. That's another thing. If I'm a volunteer, why am I in jail? If I'm really a volunteer, shouldn't you be like letting me out, like wander the street? Shouldn't I be like eating a giant turkey leg or something right now? Like, I mean, get me fat. It's like, no, it's very complicated how this works. And in another, in another era, uh, 300 years before that, it was delayed due to uh, military defeats in the year one rabbit. So 1246 and, and 1298. These cosmos saving events were delayed due to a defeat. By the way, if you're sacrificing yourself to a god, why are you getting defeated? Just, just bringing that up. Just bringing that up on the side. Any Aztecs in the room, not trying to offend you, but it's interesting. Another point suggests that scribes later went back and retrospectively changed the dates of earlier new fire celebrations in the historical records to to read in order to give the new date, right, the Mexican ceremony date, greater legitimacy. Yeah, we're going to count all these deaths. Yeah, these people that died in this horrible bus accident, we're going to PCR them and we're going to count them as COVID. Because it'll give, it'll give the ceremony more legitimacy and clearly what what uh what the priest fauci needs is more legitimacy see so we're definitely gonna kill you but it's gonna be tuesday it's gonna be tuesday okay and of course uh, even another 100 years uh in between that uh to read became the normal date for these events mainly because of spanish conquest again if you're sacrificing people to please the God, why is he letting you get your ass handed to you by a bunch of Spanish guys in tights? Just asking. Just asking. But please, let's kill Harold on Tuesday. You know? Let's go ahead and kill him. And let's be honest. Harold really wasn't that much like. Turned out he someone volunteered him. They put his name in a suggestion box. They nominated him. And he lacked the charismatic fortitude to say no why because harold came from a time of turkey he came from a time where he was surviving in that third sun mode and he fell for it just like there are many people now in all seriousness falling because they were in fifth sun mode do you understand the yellow sun painted everything with golden glasses you could trust everybody. Anything that you were told had to be true in the yellow sun. And things are different now. And you've known that for a while. 
here's uh, five of the new fire ceremony sites. Um, these are built around uh, Mexico City. It's amazing that this place used to be a a lake, right? And all of these uh, spots, pretty good chance that somebody was getting their heart ripped out. And a fire was being run down the mountain after that heart was ripped out. That the ceremony was taking place. And uh, at a certain point in the night sky, which you're about to find out about, uh, this fire was struck. And these people would run down these hills and spread this information that the, that the world wasn't going to die. That thanks to Harold giving us his daily bread that the rest of the world could survive. And it's weird that we call this savage because this is literally what happened with the coming of Jesus. That what Harold was doing was telling everyone else, hey, you, no one else has to die. That if I die now, I am dying for your sins. It's the exact same politic as Jesus. It's the exact same one. You can't take that. You can't say it's not. And we're calling this savage because we're looking at it through a lens of our own calendar system, of our own language, of our own fashion. But this is exactly what was happening in biblical times through all of the uh, mutilation uh, technology. There's an episode I did on this. I think it's the astrology of Jesus, but astrotheology of Jesus, but it really covers this is pretty profound stuff when you understand that every one of our saints was like flailed, boiled, beaten, then flailed, then boiled, boiled first, then stabbed, then flailed, burned, then had his uh, skin completely fixed just so they could burn again, uh, crucified upside down, crucified sideways, crucified on uh, a hot pepper uh, mill, and that all that technology is showing you the exact same kind of concepts. Um, that Harold was doing by giving his, by wearing the I volunteered sticker and by everyone in the village saying, thank you for your service. It's no different than the dude that helps Jesus carry the cross. That dude's a fucking cuck. Am I right? Oh, let me help you bear your cross. I mean, I still totally want them to kill you. I just want to bear your cross for a while because that would... I would feel so much better now knowing that I bore your cross for you. And now I will go home with some of your prana that you collected as being a martyr. That's like a shitty fucking thing to do. It's like a really shitty thing to do. It's like the ultimate cuck. What's that guy's name? Was it Barnabas? Was it Barnaby? Someone tell me what his name was. The, 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 the dude that helped, helped him carry the cross. Think about what a cuck move that was. Even if the dude came up and Christ said, yeah, well, you don't understand. See, I believe that this is like a dojo earth environment where everyone's here to experience vitriol and that me being crucified actually came here. Like Jonah the Whale, I've talked about this. Did you see James's episode? But anyway, I don't want you to carry the cross because the vitriol's here. Even if it was for that, this dude's still getting it wrong. This dude's still like, oh, no, let me bury your cross and still contribute to helping them crucify you, of course. <laughs> And I'll come by after you on the cross and go, hey, look, I carried that cross for about 10 yards. It was really amazing. Did it about 10, maybe 12 yards. You know, 
I think it was 15 yards. Tomorrow I'll tell everyone it was 20 yards, and then my great-grandfather will, grandson will hear a story about how I was the one that was actually on the cross for a while. This is what people do. This is the underlying prana economy underneath it, where it's like chum in the water when we feed off this kind of energy. Witness is its own economy, right? It's its own placement. How do I get past this slide? There we go. Come on. There we go. So, Harold, there's a sacrificial caste system in place here. That the people that were actually being uh, 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 sacrificed were really could be found in one of three groups as golden child, a scapegoat, or as the worst, the dreaded middle child, which is where you're just completely ignored. Right, so you could be killed as the golden child, where they praise you. They literally uh, walk you around into homes and be like, "Hey, we brought the Harold, the sacrifice victim here. Do you want to uh, ask him for some lucky lottery numbers?" And they're, and Harold's like, you know, maybe he's in a wooden cage, maybe he's got a thing around his neck, or maybe he's just normal. Maybe he's just full of volition, and he's standing there, and he's just enjoying the attention. And you start to say, "Oh, I must touch your sacred loincloth and use it to wipe my." my baby's forehead, and I will uh, ask that when you burn and have your heart ripped out that you will absolve me because when I was seven years old, I did steal a papaya from the market, and I've yet to tell anyone else at all that these things were, were happening. And the golden child was still killed. It was just this weird kind of praising before they killed him. And then there's this other type of sacrifice, which is the scapegoat sacrifice. And these people were treated horribly, but on purpose. Like it was horribly the, the uh, some of these were arrow sacrifices, different kinds of techniques that were used where uh, the herald was punished as part of the ritual itself and then killed. And then you've had the third kind of caste system, the untouchable, really, the modern-day untouchable, which is just people that die that just no one cared about. And in America, we have the golden child, which are the soldiers. I'm going to go fart in Afghanistan because them terrorists are going to go down. Here's your golden child sacrifice. And you've got your scapegoat sacrifice, which is like your inner-city gang member. And then you have your uh, apathetic sacrifice, which is all the people that, that die that no one really gives a shit about. Where the media doesn't say, they're marginalized as being supremacist, or they're marginalized as being the escape group. But there's just no attention at all spent on that. This Aztecan, Mexican way has been here and is still here now. And people love their caste system. Many, many accounts of this. Two of those accounts come from the conquistadors, Cortez and Alvarado, found that some of the sacrificial victims that they saved, that they actively saved, were indignantly rejected the offer of release, demanding, demanding that they be sacrificed. That this is who I am, this is my life, this is what was expected of me. And I cannot fathom living around these people, having been someone that was told to be sacrificed, but I was freed by you. 
It's a very particular kind of torture. And people like Harold were like, I don't want it, Cortez. I don't want it. I need to go now. I need to die with them. Excuse me. I move my hands too much. Even though I've turned off tracking, it, the stupid thing turns it back on because it sees my hands. Anyway, uh, so some of this golden child stuff. Do you realize how hard it is to find a jaguar molar? Like, let's say you're a young up-and-coming Aztec, and you're just looking at a new canoe, right? And this canoe is like a van. It's like a custom van. And you're like, man, if I had that canoe, I'd be out on the lake around the town. And that canoe has a built-in sleeper in the back, so I could take the ladies in the canoe. We could go hang out by the shore and watch the sunrise. And in order for me to afford that canoe, in order for me to get that canoe, the guy wants four jaguar teeth. And that this would be a transaction. And that you being, well, how would I acquire jaguar teeth? The problem is I've seen jaguar teeth, but everyone who has them really likes them a lot. Right? There's people in the service, the jaguar knights, as they're called, literal Jaguar knights wandering around the village that have killed at least six people or, or captured at least six people or three people, I think. We're going to find that out in a sec. And brought them back to the village. I could steal the jaguar teeth from them, but then that's going to be a problem. I will go out and I will harvest and earn my own jaguar teeth. And how would you go out and earn your own jaguar teeth, right? Well, you could kill a jaguar. You could try to kill a jaguar, right? You could go through all of the rigmarole of that kind of thing. Holy shit, this thing's getting annoying. You could uh, do whatever's necessary to find that way of buying that van, of buying that sacred uh, uh, canoe. Jaguar molars were gold. They were the, uh, um, literally, the dead body of the sacrifice victim had wrapped around their neck 18 jaguar molars. This picture is of jewelry, by the way. But these are actually what jaguar molars would look like um, on this way. But the, the sacrifice victim would actually have these molars around their neck. These are very, There's like four vans in the bottom of this pit. And you wanting to get that canoe, you're like, if I was to swim down into the... Uh, uh, sacrificial water pit where there's a bunch of drowned bodies, I bet I could pull out some jaguar teeth there. And if your morals were that desperate, that might be what you do. Right? The point I'm trying to make is, is that they were adorning the, the, the sacrificial victims with a lot of riches, a lot of very valuable things. A lot of them. And it should give you a context into what was actually the mentality and the thinking that was going on here. This is that consciousness emerging from turkey to eagle, right? Emerging to Quetzalcoatl, that we've come a long way. And we've come so far, we've had to move through 18,210 days to get here. 
Sometimes they were buried with human teeth. Sacrificial victims found beneath uh, Teotihuacan. Uh, Victims wearing necklaces made from real human teeth and jaws. Found with their hands tied behind their back. So their hands are tied behind their back and they're still adorned. It's the golden child. We do this now. We will wrap his... We will... Oh. Oh. So what? He died in enemy fire. So he stepped on his own mine. Landmine. You know there's like 65,000 landmines in Cambodia still that we left there, by the way. Just just a sidebar. But, oh, he stepped on a landmine. It's okay. We will wrap the box we put his parts in in an American flag. So by doing that, it will be honoring. It will be honorable for them. Back to this fire ceremony. When you are coming up on the clock here, right? And you know time's ticking. You can feel the gears turning, right? And you know, oh my God, I've got nine days left. And you know when that's happening, you uh, are preparing. And so five days before this ritual, all of the fires in your hearth were extinguished. All the ceramic that people owned was thrown out. Uh, statues hewn in wood or stone, uh, anything that was imbued with a god, they were cast into the water. Your mortise, your pestles, your three hearthstones, everything was thrown out. Why was it thrown out? Because the consciousness, the Aztecan consciousness, only had a slave for 18,720 days, and they had a belief system. It's very similar to you having to clean out your hard drive. Oh, I've got too much stuff on my computer. I got to get rid of four gigs of stuff. I think you're really looking at this. This stuff wasn't necessarily, oh, we'll just throw out the stuff we didn't want. This is all of your cookware, all of it. The very stones that you gathered to make the perfect hearthstone, they had to go. All your cooking, your entire kitchen, throwing out your stove every year, throwing out every plate, every dish that you have every year, throwing out every idol or statue that you spent the year worshiping. Right? This is serious, serious business. Pregnant women were locked in granaries and their faces were painted blue in the belief that they would not turn into monsters during the night. Children had their faces painted and were kept from sleeping to prevent them from turning into mice. Finally, as darkness fell, the populace stopped all activities. They climbed the roofs of their home and waited with a hushed silence and bated breath for what was to come. Right? Imagine the anticipation. 52 years, your village has waited for this. Right? This whole time, you've been waiting and waiting and waiting for this to happen. We blow out our candles on a birthday. We blow them all out. And I'm telling you, this is an Aztec custom. Because the first preparation for the ceremony began with this extinguishing of all fires of any kind, from temples to household hearths. They put out fires everywhere in the country around so that people could wait for the possible ending of the world. Child's mind only has a certain capacitance. This is a, 
important ritual that happens whether you planned it or not. It's important ritual needed to clear the slate to allow for the individual to prune themselves and start over. Finally, the showtime. On the evening of the last 52-year cycle, priests climbed a hill called Huxactlan near Colhuacan in the basin of Mexico where they watched the stars. When the Pleiades constellation crossed the zenith, the signaled that the sun would rise the next day to start another 52-year calendar round. Using a fire drill, the priest then started a new fire on the chest of a sacrificial victim. When the flames grew into a full fire, the victim was then sacrificed and his heart was thrown into the fire. Over the course of the days, numerous victims were offered as sacrifices. One account totals it at 400. So during that night, as you're watching and watching and watching, right, as you're invoked in this ceremony, you know that 400 people are going to die. And that a fire built into their heart is going to be coming into your home, which has been dark for five whole days. For five whole days, you've been waiting for this. This would set the mood and tone of everybody around. This is probably why Rome did what they did in the Colosseum. These gladiator sacrifices are not necessarily something new to this uh, this one particular culture, right? It puts you in this mood. And it only happens probably once in a lifetime. There's only one, one alligator on the solar year. Thank you, Harold. Thank you for your service. Really, really appreciate all that you've done. And let's get back to work. That would set the tone for an entire year. And God forbid you couldn't build the fire. Holy shit. You know, what if Harold's chest hair was to get entangled in the, uh, uh, the stick, you know? And now you know, some of you don't know this, but if you're wondering, you ever wondered why Mexicans do not have a lot of chest hair? It's because of this. It's because of this. This ceremony. That it required a certain people that had a nice smooth chest that would receive the embers fine. If you want to prune my lips on that, you can. But I don't know why you doubt me on that one. At midnight, the most competent fire priest who had been practicing all evening twirled the fire sticks on the fireboard placed on the chest of a specially selected young prisoner. When fire had been produced, his heart was torn out and cast into the flames, followed by his body. Then swift couriers from the capital and all the neighboring towns sped to their home communities, holding aloft the blazing torches with which they transmuted the sacred fires in their temples and all the households drew fire from those temples. And at noon the next day, a great feast was celebrated, hailing the passage of danger and the renewal of universe for at least 
another 52 years. Ladies and gentlemen, the heart can survive for 10 minutes outside the body with no help. If you utilize modern technology, it can make it for up to four hours. Now, when you think about when we cool a heart, if we pull a heart out of a chest uh, and you cool it, it stores the energy that's in that battery. That's a myocardial battery. And the, the cooler it is, the more energy it stores. But more importantly, the rate that the heart is beating when it's removed is indicative for how long it survives. The calmness of Harold the volunteer. Imagine if Harold, before his sacrifice, wanted this sacrifice so much that he was able to lower his heart rate to 33 beats per minute. It doesn't matter, 42, whatever. A nice, slow, steady, calm pulse. Imagine how long that heart could stay. And you could picture the Aztec priest, you could picture anyone in part of this dilation committee would probably utilize whatever techniques or tricks they could to bring that heart out in the healthiest form possible, the cleanest removal possible, that he'd want that to be beating and thriving in his hands. And he'd want to place it in the bowl and have it still be alive. That that would be the entrails, the reading of the auspices. The oracle at Delphi was the oracle of a fire in my chest. And watching how that heart burns would determine what is the uh, next 52-year cycle going to be like. One of those predictions was, uh, White Quetzalcoatl's coming. And sure enough, they're hearing stories of crosses coming from the east. Men with white skin and white sails, white beards. Part of the confusion of what all was happening around. The TOB had an immune deficiency. The technology of belief by the Mexicans had an immune deficiency that was exploited. Exploited by the Spanish. Not that, I mean, you know, keep in mind, these guys were like wandering around going, yeah, we must kill Harold to feel better. But these are the fire runners. I imagine what a uh, honor it was to move these fires. Then just outside the Aztec capital of Tenochtitlan, high priests gathered at the summit of the sacred volcanic mountain southeast of Lake Tex Texcoco. Sometimes called the Hill of Stars, the priests were magnificently dressed as the gods with fine cloaks, masks, and feather headdresses, and led by the figure Quetzalcoatl. Here on the platform, visible to the whole city below, the priests waited until midnight, and a precious alignment of the stars, which would signal the ceremony, would begin. When the Tian Quitzli, the Pleiades, reached their zenith. By the way, the Aztec calendar has seven uh, dots on the bottom of the calendar next to the two heads and I've been told that that's that's the Pleiades I didn't know this before I was researching this but anyway that's that's what I read um, the high priest probably dressed 
wearing a turquoise mask, cut out the heart from the living victim. A fire was kindled in the empty chest cavity using the sacred fire stick drill. If the fire burned brightly, then all was well. As we said, if the fire did not catch, then the Tetsumi would come without pity. Those terrifying monsters armed with wicked sharp knives would roam the dark and sunless earth, slashing and eating all humanity without exception. The world would end. Here's a codex of all the different tribes members coming to light that fire. They're lighting their bundle from that fire itself. They would appeal to the Pope, the Montezuma. This is his throne here. Ask him, is the fire good? Is the fire good? And if you look, if you look on Montezuma's throne, you'll see that, uh, that Olin, that four-pointed, five-pointed star that I've, I keep t- talking about. And I want you to see that that same symbol is inside this codex. That same symbol is actually the what the physical bodies do when they sacrifice. They place themselves in the position of the Olin. Four people, the priest in the middle, he would be the triangle at the top, removing the fifth world, the next world really. Fifth world meaning it's not like the number five, it's meaning the, the fourth, after the four cycles, it's time to cycle up, movement up, if you remember from last week's episode, the movement up. Therefore, they're invoking the movement up, and the only way to do that is to pull the heart and move it up out of this chest. It was a very symbolic T.O.B. in everything, all of it was that way. 52 reeds, bundle of sticks, a piece of wood collected every year, wrapped in a bundle, commemorated with a date. You see here that the date specified is 2 Octel. You know that from the previous episode, you recognize that symbol at the very top of the calendar. Again, specifying when the 260s, when that 260 cycle sets, what is the beginning day for that event. These bundles are sort of commemorative coins, you could say, that um, well-to-dos might collect or have commissioned for these events. Templo Mayor, one of the most famous temples. This is uh, an actual reproduction of of what it would would have looked like. And you'll notice that on top of the two towers, it's topped by twin temples dedicated to the war god and to the rain god. And this is what I was alluding to earlier in the episode, that, that Amuraka is speaking up through the soil. And regardless of if it's 1507, regardless if it's 1776, regardless if it's 2022, you have this same voice. Demanding sacrifice, thank you for your service, demanding the sacrifice, be elevated up onto the tower, the pedestal, and sacrificed in either colors of blue or red. And I want you to tell me, what does that remind you of? And that Amuraka is still speaking, that the rain god, Thalak, represented by the blue temple on the left, literally on the left of Templo Mayor, the left side 
the rain god Tholoc, and on the right side, the war god, Hutzalopochtli. Hutzalopochtli. I'm sure I'm butchering these names, but thank you for bearing with me anyway. The right, the Republicans, sacrificing to the god of war, and on the left, the Democrats, sacrificing to Tholoc. Now, these gods aren't even different. They're not even the same. This is the same God, the Lord of the fire. The same God, Zoltekutli. Ah, man. Zoltekutli. That below it all, this this singular God, the famous, this is uh, an actual turquoise mask, you're looking at a mosaic mask worn at these sacrifices, were meant for this sacred Lord of Fire. And on this 52-year festival, the Lord of Fire is honored. Why? Because you are throwing off the hearthstones that represent him. You're extinguishing the hearth fire for five days. You were eliminating all of your dishes, all of your pottery, clothing that, that had uh, absorbed some of the divine spirit. All the idols in your houses are cleansed purely for this guy right here. And scholars have long emphasized that this fire deity also has aquatic qualities. And that's what this means. Notice that Thalak and Hutzalapochtli are fire and water, war and rain, that they're the same entity being worshipped by the same people that believe that they are making a choice between two things. This is Amuraka, alive and well here today. And this uh, a sacred fire was kept in honor of the Lord of Fire, burning in the temples, in gratitude for the gift of fire, the first mouthful of food for each meal was flung into the heart. This is the birth of giving thanks at a meal. And we carry that tradition right now with our eternal flames. The monument bestowed to those who we have thanked for their service. Whether it be patriot or eagle warrior. You tell me who this quote comes from. Sorry it's so blurry, but we must sacrifice with all our hearts. Even if others do not know us, we must fight to save the world. Now, who said that quote? Was it Patton? Or was it an Aztec warrior? Because these are the same, and this is where we're at right now. We still have this structure. And this structure is necessary to bring about a new season of growth. This structure, the great salt lick in the sky, one's salt and one is sugar. And they are both serving the same ranch holder, the exact same system. Amuraka has never gone away. And people wonder what happened to the Aztecs. They just disappeared. And they didn't disappear. We are the Mexica.
We are the ones who were calling savage before. That their desire to honor the sacrifices, to golden child their sacrificial victim, is precisely what we insist is savage right now, and precisely what we insist is uncivilized. And that we have grown past that because we do not savage. We do not cut someone's heart open with a flint knife. No, we slowly, methodically insert the tiniest piece of metal intermuscularly in the shoulder. And that that will in fact have its due, that it will have its say-so over that heart. It will... Uh, create the sacrifice of the myocardial wall and the exact same process is happening right now. And we're insisting it's different. And it's not different. But most of this uh, is revolving around around Venus. It's not. It's not just... This is the sun, right? The bottom disc is the sun, and the top two discs are Venus. So this is, this is the sun and Venus together in conjunction. And a lot of people don't know that, how important Venus was, this 260-day cycle. You know, the, when Venus goes below the horizon and comes back up again, it took us many thousands of years to realize that was the same uh, luminary that Greeks saw that as they thought it was two different two different entities right uh, it was um, I guess it was the Romans yeah that that that, that named it noctiferous luciferous luciferous noctiferous right but understanding that both these were aspects of Venus the point I'm trying to make is is that it's amazing how much a tiny little luminary can influence your entire life the Venus was giving you a clue about harvesting and had a lot of intrinsic information in it that was bequeathed to you, but only to those who actually watched the path. And so to close out today's show, which I hope you've enjoyed, thank you for being here, uh, I want to show you a two-minute movie of Venus moving through 52 years in the night sky because I just I think it'll inform you if you could imagine what it was like to be a machine and tracking the stars back then and seeing this pattern that you would have to have a lot of wherewithal to track this thing for 52 years and to understand, to understand that its cycle looks like this, to understand that it's built on these things. So, got more to come during Aztec Week. I'd like to thank you for being here. I'd like to thank Harold for sacrificing his heart. For today, and let's uh, let's watch some Venus. You can see the year in the bottom right. Fifteen ten. Fifteen eleven.
This is all from Mexico City, by the way. <clears throat> I know the surrounding doesn't change, but... Imagine trying to track all this. Imagine having your shit together enough to where for 52 years you can get to the end and go, wait a minute, it just started over. Harold, oh wait, Harold's dead. Uh, Vivian, come over here. Vivian, look, look, Venus is in the same, the sun is in the same place and the Venus is in the same place as it was 52 years ago. Isn't that amazing, Vivian? She's like, yes. We must give another heart. You must give every day your heart. And that's really what this is saying, right? That every day, every day, you give this your heart, right? You guys have a great day. We'll see you, uh, we'll see you next time. On John James True Life.
to wage a complaint. James said that Mexican people don't have chest hair because of Aztec sacrifice, and I'm just like really, really offended by that, so.